It's a new era on the Locked On Jets podcast, and we'll talk about the role luck played for the 2021 New York Jets on today's episode of Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. This is the Locked On Jets podcast for Tuesday, February 1st, 2022. I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com. And it's a very special day here on the Locked On Jets podcast because we launch on YouTube today. So if you're new to the show, welcome. You can watch us each day. This is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. If you're a longtime listener who would like to see me every day, see my face, you're more than welcome to check out the show on YouTube. Or if you're a longtime listener who just likes listening on your current platform, feel free. We're not leaving any platforms. We're just adding YouTube. Now, on today's show, I'm going to talk about the role of luck in the Jets season that just completed. I think we all like to imagine that teams are solely the masters of their fate, that it's really based on your talent level, how your team performs in the NFL, that final record. But in reality, there are many games that are determined, at least partially, by factors that are totally beyond a team's control. And there are five areas I look at each year that tell me whether a team was lucky or unlucky. These are things that tend to be based more on chance than skill. And it's kind of funny because by the end of the season, you kind of as a fan would like to see your team be unlucky because that means that the odds of bouncing back or having a better season next year are pretty good because... That means things did not really go your way this year, and your team may be better than its record indicates. Now, the first thing I look at is point differential. And the reason I look at point differential is that it treats the entire season as kind of one big game. A team can win a game by three points. A team could win a game by 21 points. Either way, you get a win. And listen, wins count. I'm not saying you take wins away. But the team that won by 21 points probably played better. I think that's a pretty good bet, wouldn't you say? And... You see it each year in the NFL. Teams that were good last year record-wise aren't as good the next year. Point differential tends to do a better job telling you which teams are going to be good from year to year because, again, it's based on performance. And another thing I look at along the same lines is how did the team do in one-score games? Because a one-score game can be swung by a number of factors that are beyond your control. Did you take a dumb penalty? Did somebody get hurt? Did you have a bad call? And you may think, well, this guy is just trying to crunch the numbers now. I just tuned into YouTube for the first time to watch the show. Now i got some guy who's just trying to play all these numbers. Well, that was actually a philosophy of the legendary coach, Bill Walsh, one of the greatest coaches in NFL history, an innovator on offense, won three Super Bowls with the San Francisco 49ers in the 1980s. He was always a big believer that as a coach, you needed to win games by double digit because if you win games by double digits, then it doesn't come down to one lucky play where maybe a guy slips on a route or maybe there's a bad break, something goes wrong. So how did the Jets perform this year as far as point differential and record in one-score games? Well, not very well. The Jets were outscored 504 to 310. That's one of the worst rates in the league. And in a typical season, a team that's outscored 504 to 310, probably going to win about four games. So I think you could say the Jets' luck was neutral there. 
And the Jets' record in one-score games was 4-5. and five. So the Jets were not inordinately lucky or unlucky. And that's one thing to watch, that, that record in one-score games, because a team that wins a ton of one-score games, pretty good candidate to regress the next year. A team that has a bad record in one-score games, you can kind of count on them to bounce back if luck evens out the next year, which it typically does. So I think from that standpoint, you'd have to say the Jets' luck was neutral. Now, the second thing I look at is red zone performance. And why do I look at that? Well, if you look at the numbers, red zone performance tends to vary from year to year. And it's not as good of a predictor as future success as your offensive performance through the entire field. A team that's dominant on offense between the 20s is typically going to be pretty good the next year. Whereas you may get a little bit lucky in the red zone. There's only a handful of plays. You have a small sample size. And sometimes things just kind of bounce your way. I'll give you a perfect example. If you've been a Jets fan a long time, you may remember the season Mark Sanchez had in 2011. Sanchez was responsible for 32 touchdowns that year, 26 passing touchdowns, and six rushing touchdowns. However, if you looked at his performance through the entire year, it really was not indicative of a quarterback who was growing. Now, some people argued it at the time, but I think in retrospect, it's pretty clear that that was not the case. So red zone performance that year for Sanchez was very good, but it was not really a sign that he was getting better, that things were improving for him. Your performance on the through the entire field is really what matters. So if you see a red zone performance that's significantly better or significantly worse than how you performed on the rest of the field, it could be a sign of just luck, and you could expect things to even out the next year. Now, for the Jets, on offense, they scored touchdowns 54.9% of the time they were in the red zone, which is 21st in the NFL. If you look at the Jets' offensive performance on a per-play basis, they were about 24th in the NFL. So you'd have to say their luck was kind of neutral there. However, on the defensive side of the ball, they allowed touchdowns 60% of the time in the red zone. Now, that may sound bad, but it was not at the bottom of the league. In fact, it was 19th in the NFL. And listen, if you watch this Jets defense through the year, I think you know this was not the 19th best defense in the NFL. And it may sound crazy because you're still giving up touchdowns 60% of the time. That is an awful lot to be giving up touchdowns. But there are teams that gave up touchdowns at a much higher rate. So if anything, the Jets were a little bit lucky. And it's amazing to talk about this defense in any capacity and think that it was lucky. But the Jets kind of were this year. So that's one thing that maybe doesn't bode so well for next year. Of course, it's not all about luck. The Jets have an opportunity this offseason to improve their roster, to get better. So I'm not indicating that the Jets should give up more points next year. You'd hope that their talent level will improve, and that will also move things. Just as things are not 100% based on your skill level, They're also not 100% based on luck. I'm just trying to figure out what's beyond the team's control in this episode. So those are two of the five areas. And the reason I mentioned those two first is that I like to end the show on positive notes. And we're going to talk about the three other areas because the three other areas all indicate the Jets were a little bit unlucky in 2021. And I guess it's kind of odd to view being unlucky as positive, but you have to remember if you were unlucky last year, means pretty good chance things are going to bounce back. And we'll talk about some of these more areas ahead on the Locked On Jets podcast on this Tuesday, our first day on YouTube. Now, of course, we're all hoping next year the Jets improve their team and get a little bit luckier. 
and maybe they'll be playing deep into the playoffs. We can all dream. And you should know that betonline.net has way more odds and info for this playoff season than ever before. From scores, totals, player performance props to where the next coach fired is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen each day. On this Tuesday, our first day on YouTube, we're talking about the role luck played for the New York Jets in 2021. Listen, this was a 4-13 and football team. It was not a particularly talented team. I'm not suggesting the Jets would be going to the Super Bowl this year if they were a little luckier. But there are a number of areas where I think the Jets were quite unlucky in 2021. And fumble recoveries is one of them. Now, I think we can all agree that recovering fumbles is not really a skill. Now, listen, there are always going to be cases where a guy tries to scoop and score when he should have just fallen on the ball. There are always going to be those moments. But ultimately, it's not really something you're good at. You don't recover fumbles because you're good at recovering fumbles. You recover fumbles because the ball happens to bounce towards you. It's not a case where one team does a really good job recovering fumbles and another doesn't. If you recover a lot of fumbles, you're pretty lucky. And those plays can really matter because, you know, if you recover a fumble deep in your opponent's territory, that could be three points that could help decide a game. And the, the reverse is also true. If you allow an opponent to recover a fumble deep in your territory, that could decide the game. And on both sides of the ball, I think you'd have to say the Jets were kind of unlucky they recovered 50% of the fumbles on offense this year. Now, this was a year where offenses were regularly recovering fumbles, so only recovering 50% puts them at 24th in the NFL, and that's not great, but they were even less lucky on defense where they recovered only 26.92% of fumbles, which is 28th in the league. So on offense, they had the 24th best recovery rate when they put the ball on the ground. And on defense, when they were forcing fumbles, and listen, I don't think they forced enough fumbles. I think we know that forcing turnovers was an issue for the Jets, as it was. But they did get a little unlucky because they only recovered, again, around a quarter, 26.92. And that's just not very good. So on both sides of the ball, the Jets really struggled to recover fumbles. I think that's the type of thing you can expect to revert to the mean next year. I don't think you can expect the Jets to forever be cursed when it talking when we're talking about recovering fumbles. I think that's a pretty fair bet. Now maybe you're wrong. And of course, there's always the possibility it won't. How, how many fumbles the Jets recovered this year doesn't really impact how many they recovered next year. It's the classic case of when you flip a coin and it lands heads, what are the odds the next time you flip it it'll land tails? Well it's 50%. The fact you've landed on heads last time doesn't really make it more likely you're going to land on tails next time. But odds are you're not going to be near the bottom of the league. Most teams will revert to the mean, and you would expect that the Jets will probably revert to the mean. You would hope that the Jets will revert to the mean as far as fumble recovery goes. I'm not saying it made a big difference this year, but obviously a team that's kind of undermanned like the Jets are, they'd use all the help they could get, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, we know they could use some, some more turnovers. Now, the next thing I look at is strength of schedule. And... This one seems pretty simple because what is the aggregate winning percentage in the NFL? It's 500. Every game, one team wins and one team loses, unless there's a tie. 
And ties, of course, count for half a win and half a loss. So everybody leaves a tie game with half a win and half a loss. So if you had a record that's better than 500, as far as your opponents go, you were kind of unlucky. If you have a record below 500, you were kind of lucky. Well, the Jets' opponents' collective winning percentage was 510 this year, which is not that much above 500. And listen, you have to remember they were playing the Jets, a team that went 4-13, so that contributes to it. You know, during the Brady-Belichick days, everybody would always complain that New England had such an easy schedule. And I always pointed out, well, listen, they're playing the Jets, Miami, and Buffalo twice a year. And this was a point where none of those teams was very good. You know, but we, we may look at Buffalo now and say that's a tough game, but it was not through the, much of the Brady-Belichick era. So the fact these teams were playing the Jets obviously contributed to that. But ultimately, I think you'd have to say the Jets were a little bit unlucky they did not have an easier schedule. You know, you go back to 2019. I mean, the Jets played so many teams at the bottom of the league that year. It was it was unbelievable. They had five games against bottom five teams in 2019. And that was part of the reason they went seven and nine in Adam Gase's first year when the Jets did not have a very good team. This year, a little unlucky. It's not like they played the toughest schedule in the NFL, but still a schedule that finished above 500 and what can you expect next year? Well, we don't really know. And even when the schedule comes out, people always make these prognostications, but it's always based on the previous year's record. And we know in the NFL, things can tra- change radically from year to year. The, every In a given year, about half of the playoff teams turn over. You're, there's always teams that disappoint. There's always teams that surprise. So we won't really know how good the schedule is until we get into next season. You don't know who's going to suffer a major injury. Some team may lose their quarterback. So I always think it's kind of silly when people try and judge the schedule in the spring, in the winter, before the next season, even in the summer leading up. You have to wait and see how things turn out. But again, in a typical year, and this goes back to the point I just made about flipping a coin, does the fact the Jets had a schedule that finished with a 5-10 winning percentage this year mean that they're going to have an easier schedule next year? No. But the fact their schedule finished above 500 indicates they were a little unlucky. And you would expect, in most cases, that they're probably going to have an easier schedule next year. And this is one of the things you have to consider. It's partially based on luck. You can be unlucky multiple years in a row. We're just playing the odds right now. We're trying to figure out what the best opportunity is for the Jets going forward, what's most likely to happen. But we don't really know. Ahead here on the Locked On Jets podcast, we will close out our show. We will talk about the area where I think the Jets were least lucky in the year 2021. And we'll do that ahead here on the Locked On Jets podcast on this Tuesday. Our episode today is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when choosing Rock Auto, because Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection? Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Tuesday, talking about the role luck played for the New York Jets in their 2021 season. We've talked about areas where they had kind of neutral luck. We've talked about areas where they were lucky. We've also talked about areas where they were unlucky. And I think 
the Jets were kind of unlucky in 2021. If you look at it, there was more bad luck than there was good. I think nowhere was there more bad luck than on the injury front. There's a great Twitter handle at Man Games Lost NFL that has all sorts of injury insight. And they found that the Jets lost the fourth most man games in the NFL due to injuries this past season. The Jets missed 296 games. Only the Giants, the Ravens, and the Titans had more man games lost. And listen, you can't always excuse injury. The Titans were the number one seed in the AFC. So it's not like injuries automatically eliminate you. It's not like injuries guarantee that you have a bad season. But I've always felt like a team like the Jets could not afford injuries because they were kind of at the beginning of their build. I think they're beginning to bring in some quality players. Hopefully they're beginning to turn things around, but they don't have depth yet. And when you're rebuilding first, you get starters, then you kind of add the depth and the jets just didn't have the depth. They needed to be a team that had better injury luck than your average team. If they were going to have a good season and they had worse injury luck than your average team. So it, it just did not work out. And you look at the caliber of players that they lost. I mean, Carl Lawson, who was the big free agent addition, the guy they were really counting on, and guy who was kind of the centerpiece of the defense. I mean, if you look at the way this defense was built, they were not, not asking a lot out of the corners. They were going with a bunch of late-round picks, guys without great pedigrees. They were trying to play them in very soft zones, not asking a lot out of them. And you could tell the focus was trying to get speed at the linebacker position. I mean, that's why they drafted safeties and moved them to linebacker in the draft. That's why C.J. Mosley came in lighter, trying to have more mobility. And if you're going to do that, that means your defensive line's got to hold guys off the linebackers. And that means that, you know, as much as they need to penetrate, they need to be able to hold blocks. And I think Carl Lawson was the one guy they wanted to get upfield, and they just couldn't get him into the lineup because he suffered an injury in training camp against Green Bay. I mean, that was a huge loss for this team, but you know, up and down the roster, I mean, they late, I mean, you saw the roster they were putting on the field late season games. You had Connor McDermott playing tackle, left tackle. I mean, that's not a recipe for success. So those late season games with their receiving core hurt, Corey Davis missing all that time after his injury, Elijah Moore missing time. I mean, that late season games, I mean, you had a receiving core that was Braxton Berrios, who obviously had a pretty good season, but not a guy you want to be your go-to guy. You had Keelan Cole, who's an okay backup. And you had a bunch of guys you never even heard of that that Week 18 game against Buffalo. And even a few games before that, Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, they were not putting an NFL receiving core on the field. I mean, injuries all over the lineup. And again, just a team that really could not afford a bunch of injuries because they did not have the depth necessary to weather that storm. And again, you don't know whether things are going to get better next year. There are no guarantees. In fact, the Jets have been really snake-bitten as far as injuries go over the last few years. It's been surprising. And, you know, at some point you may blame the training staff, but the Jets have tra changed tra training staffs in the last few years. So you can't even really say that's been the issue. It's just been bad luck. And based on all the injuries they've had year after year after year, we can't necessarily say things are definitely going to get better going forward. But at some point, You'd think things are going to even out. Maybe the Jets will be able to stay healthier. Of course, even if they can't, hopefully they'll have better depth next season, which will help improve things. That's something they can control. And that's really what the NFL comes down to. It comes down to the things you can control and the things you can't control. As far as the things can't control, there was a lot that went wrong for the Jets this year. And that's unfortunate. But it also means that the chances are pretty good you're going to see better luck next season. That's all for today's show. Thank you so much for listening and so much for watching. If you tuned in on YouTube, this has been the Locked On Jets podcast. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
Our motto is your team every day. We have a new episode each day, Monday through Friday. If you like what you hear, subscribe to the show. Give it a good review. If you're on YouTube, give it a thumbs up. Subscribe And also subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. I hope you have a great Tuesday, everybody. Tomorrow is our weekly mailbag show. Every Wednesday, we have a mailbag here on the Lockdown Jets podcast. I look forward to receiving your questions and answering them. Have a great day, everybody.